welcome to another episode of the Simul Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael. Hey, Stephen. Today's episode is a little different from our usual ones. As our regular listeners might know, the Simul Podcast is a part of Project Bridge, which is a graduate student-led science communication organization with a chapter at Johns Hopkins University. Project Bridge has been operating for about 10 years now, and its members strive to make science more interesting and accessible to non-career scientists. It also gives early career scientists like us a chance to practice our communication skills. Yeah, and this podcast is one way we do that, but it's not the only way. Another branch of Project Bridge is BrainFest, a festival of science right here in Baltimore, celebrating the thing that makes you, you, the brain. This year's BrainFest is coming up very soon, so we have a couple of the folks behind this event on the podcast with us today to share more about it. Welcome on to the show, Blake and Isis. Great to have you here. So you're both graduate students in neuroscience here at Hopkins, and you're here today to talk to us about an event you've got coming up called the Baltimore Brain Fest. Now, just the name Baltimore Brain Fest sounds really cool. Can you share with our listeners more about it, what it is, and how it came to be? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm Isis. And so Brain Fest is a neuroscience festival that was started in 2016. Uh, I believe the first one was in the summer of 2017 by some of the neuroscience students in Project Bridge. So it is one day in usually spring, usually sometime around Brain Awareness Week, although uh, we've done different dates. I believe in the early ones, they were kind of shifting around the scheduling before settling on Brain Awareness Week time as the optimal uh, window. But so one day in spring, we gather all of our volunteers to just put on a day of neuroscience focused activities and games and art projects somewhere in the city. So we've done this at schools before, at community centers. This year, we're going to be at a library. And uh, BrainFest has been for groups ranging in size from as like uh, down to 20, up to 100. And the whole thing is free and open to the public with our goal with it being just to share some neuroscience enthusiasm with uh, the world outside of neuroscience and hopefully get a few interesting facts about the nervous system to stick also. Awesome. So you mentioned Brain Awareness Week. What exactly is that? So what we did in the Brain Awareness Week, like leading up to BrainFest in the previous years when that was when we had BrainFest, was we would do lessons at schools around the city about topics in neuroscience. That was partly like advertising for BrainFest because the classes that we went to for Brain Awareness Week then would also get like stickers or some other giveaways about BrainFest so they would know that it was happening and they could come there to talk to us if they wanted to do more. And I believe there's other organizations. So Brain Awareness Week is more than just a Hopkins thing. But there were other organizations also that would do like a neuroscience education and like medical awareness events, all just focused on that week in the spring. Very cool. So Brain Fest is a part of Brain Awareness Week, which is really this bigger celebration of the brain and neuroscience. This event is organized by the Dana Foundation, which is a philanthropy organization that funds neuroscience research. This year, Brain Awareness Week is March 13th to the 19th, and you can find out more about it on the Dana Foundation's website, which we'll provide a link to in the show notes. When is BrainFest this year? So this year's BrainFest is going to be later than the previous ones. So we are doing it on April 1st, which is a Saturday, and it'll be 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. that day at the Cherry Hill branch of the Enoch Pratt Library. So... That is at 606 Cherry Hill Road. So come join us there if you'd like to experience it. 
Yeah, so there's there's a lot of moving parts to organizing this, I imagine, and it's a it's a pretty big undertaking. So there's you, Isis, and Blake, uh, two of the key organizers, and then you've got a team of people with you, and you've also recruited some uh, volunteers to help with the run up uh, and on the day, right? How has that been? You know, managing the whole organization process. Oh, it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. Me, Allison, and Isis are the directors, and we're lucky enough to have a small team of people working under us behind the scenes to organize things. Shout out particularly to Natalie, who's been organizing the volunteers for the day of. Uh, she's been doing a phenomenal job getting people organized, assigned to the different tables and activities, as well as organizing the training. So that way we can uh, ensure high quality event for the Baltimore community. And also, I want to do a little shout out to our sponsors, the Johns Hopkins Alumni Association and the Solomon H. Snyder Department of Neuroscience. The event really would not be possible without them, as well as our volunteers. So big thank you to all of them. Yeah, let's talk a bit more about some of the fun stuff, the activities. Now, we don't want to give away any spoilers, but maybe you can each share a bit about the one you're most excited about. We have a lot of activities that I'm excited about. So it's a bit of an ask that, uh, to get me to pick just one. There are actually a few things that we have that even uh, up to my adult life and in the career that I'm in as a scientist, I hadn't experienced yet until we started putting them together for BrainFest. One of the things that I'm very excited about to uh, show to the, the community is one of our de lab demos on the lab de demo table. We're going to be bringing in a couple microscopes as well as some slides, uh, some of brains, some of other, some other science-related things, and I think it's exciting just to be able to see things under the microscope. And I'm really excited to bring that uh, and let the kids see it. I think the one that I'm the most excited about goes back to something that was kind of a catalyzing experience for me getting interested in neuroscience in the first place. So I guess I won't give too much of it away because I feel like it's also extra fun if it's kind of a surprise, but it involves explaining how the electrical impulses uh, can produce uh, muscle movement, which it's sort of a simple thing, but at the time that I first understood that, it was like mind blowing to me as like a 15 year old that I felt like I could understand sort of how at least parts of the process going from a thought to a biological process that I learned about in school to an actual action in the world. Understanding how that process worked was a uh, very exciting. So I think people will enjoy that one. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing people experience it. Yeah, that's very cool. It's it's cool to see how the activities, at least the two that you talked about, kind of span across the field of neuroscience. You have microscope and cell-based stuff that Blake mentioned. And then there's also the more like how do things work in the human body part uh, that that Isis mentioned, but there's also many more out there too. So the the big thing about BrainFest is all these activities are hands on, right? And also you've got lots of family friendly stuff, games and activities. So are all of these open to kind of any age group, or do you have specific age groups in mind for these different activities? I think the major group that we're hoping to attract to the event is young children and their parents, but our activities are designed uh, so that way we can span a broad range of ages and be educational, exciting to everyone who comes to the event. 
So while some of our activities might be simple so that way younger children can understand them, we also have activities that can go deeper. And something else I want people to keep in mind with this is our volunteer base. Our volunteers are all very passionate scientists. Um, they love doing what they do and they're very excited to talk about it. So these are people at the undergraduate, graduate and postgraduate level that are experts in their various topics. And so if I have any advice for the people coming to the event, I would say come curious. Our volunteers are very knowledgeable and very eager to answer your questions. So the previous Baltimore Brain Fest was way back in 2019. I'm guessing there were plans to host one sooner were it not for the COVID-19 pandemic, but it must mean so much to finally be able to do an event like this here in Baltimore and get people together again to get excited about the brain. It was really unlucky timing in 2020. Uh, brain Fest that year, I guess, uh, as Michael knows, was set for March 24th, 2020. So as you can imagine, that did not go as planned. We had to call the whole thing off uh, just a couple of weeks before we were going to hold the event. And then after that, had to try to figure out how to keep it going in some non-contact form that was still safe to try to do just so that it wouldn't, you know, like totally end up snuffed out by the pandemic. This year is the first time that we've been back since the last in-person Brain Fest in 2019. And after this, three-year hiatus. We are very excited to come back to holding BrainFest once again. And then this really would not have been possible to do without the team that we've been working with to uh, sort of resurrect it this year. So I'm really happy that everyone's been willing to sort of take a leap of faith in bringing back this big event after having it be uh, sort of dormant for such a long time. I'm glad to work with everyone and I'm feeling good about the event that we're going to put on. Yeah, I remember I was on the 2020 Brain Fest team. It was very sad when mm. we had to cancel that, but it is very exciting that we finally get to do things like this again. Yes, definitely. I feel like people have a, a lot of like pent up excitement about doing these things that like was waiting to be called on based on uh, how fast people volunteered to run it. So, yeah, I was just going to say pent up excitement. So, if if people listening want to find out more details about the event, you have a website brainfest.org, which has lots of information. Are there, are there other ways for people to follow the event and get information like social media? Yes. So you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page for the event. It's just called uh, our name, Baltimore Brainfest. And then we also have an Eventbrite page where you can RSVP. And I believe we are also on Instagram. So you mentioned RSVP, but the event is, is free. Let's just uh, get a headcount so we know what materials to order. RSVP is uh, very important to us to make sure that we can serve everyone who comes to the event. We're going to do our best to make sure we have materials for everyone, but some of the activities that we're running have finite materials. So please RSVP, and we'd like to see you there. We'll include all that information and the details about the event in the show notes so our listeners can access it. We wish you all the best with the final organizing touches, and we're sure it's going to be an amazing event and maybe we'll we'll have you on again later in the year so you can share more about all the cool activities that happened at this year's brain fest and that'll do it for this episode thanks for tuning into the Simore podcast we hope you enjoyed learning about brain fest a celebration of the brain we were only able to share a little bit about what makes brain fest special so if you'd like to see what else this event is about then join us there you and your family can experience all of the other exciting exhibits activities and games on offer 
2023 Baltimore Brain Fest is taking place on Saturday, April 1st from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's at the Enoch Pratt Library, Cherry Hill Branch in South Baltimore. There's no age restrictions or reservations required for this event, but the directors advise that you RSVP using their Eventbrite link so they know how many people to expect. And later this month, we have the next episode of our virology series coming out in which we'll take a hindsight look at the pandemic and how it affected housing and education in Baltimore. So stay tuned for that. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show and Project Bridge, our parent organization, then share it with your friends and on social media. You can find us on many platforms, including Instagram at Simor underscore podcast, Twitter at Simor P, Reddit at Simor underscore podcast, and our page on Facebook. If you have a science question you want answered, you can also contact us on social media or through our email, which is simor.podcast at gmail.com. See you later.